0: Hey everyone, it's me Shimon and welcome to episode 10 of yet another tech podcast. Today is going to be pretty interesting since we have a special guest with us, Nick Gray from FanDroid. We'll be discussing about Honor View 20 and more. So hop along the ride, this is going to be fun. It's just a side note of sorts, like I just got this blue Yeti mic. It's amazing, like when I'm hearing it myself, oh, Mm -hmm. it's crispy.
1: I've been wanting to upgrade for a while, I have a samsung mic and Mm -hmm. i have it's their little tiny portable one since i can use it for travel and everything but i i stopped by the blue yeti booth at ces and was playing with their microphones and they had all of them set up there i was like i really need one of these (laughs) so i was considering to buy the snowball Mm -hmm. then i
0: considered if i'm going to splurge on a mic might as well just push a little bit further and get a better one because yeah. it has some more options, so it's much better than the Snowball. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is, the price at which Snowball is available in India is the same price Blue Yeti is available in US. Oh so yeah. Like, what, <laughs> why is it so expensive over here? D- Supply India, and demand. There's that. yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> that's true. Okay, so before we further uh, head into CS Talks, why don't you introduce yourself to the people out there?
1: So for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Nick Gray, I run Fandroid.com, but I've also run a couple of other tech blogs over the years, hccsource.com is actually where I got started, uh, but I've been doing this for about 10 years, to 2 and a half years full time, uh, just going around reviewing devices, jumping into all the crazy stuff that everybody loves, smartphones, technology, everything like that. So. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on.
0: <laughs> it's really... You know, I'm, like, honored to have you as a guest over here. So, um, you've been to CES recently, right? Yes. So, what were, like, top three picks? Let's just take three items that you really loved at CES. Anything. Uh, smartphones or any anything.
1: That's, that's hard. I mean, there... Uh, When you go to a show like Mobile World Congress, where it's really focused simply on smartphones and wearables, it's pretty easy to pinpoint what you like. But at CES, there is actually so much. I mean, you go from automated cars to robotics to phones to tablets, computers. Um, It's hard. Um, As far as phones go, I would say um, this device here, which we're going to be talking about today, the Honor, view 20 that showed up it was technically oh my god you have the you have the red one i have the red one amazing yeah i have the red one okay
0: so so whenever i got the blue one i was like can i please get the red one but they didn't have a single unit in india really all of them were like black or blue I'm like okay i will take the blue or black
1: no they (laughs) they gave me the red one the red it it is it is fancy i mean that's the easiest way to talk about it. it is if you pull it out of your pocket everyone is like oh my gosh what is that phone uh, and the, the, the chevron patterns on the back of the device are really, really sweet. Uh, we've seen glass-backed phones for a long time now. I think we're going on three years now. And yes. we've seen some evolution of the designs with, you know, HTC doing some fancy light f- patterns on there. Uh, but this is the first time we've actually seen, like, a textured pattern underneath the glass that actually moves as you move the device. And it, as you can see, it, it, it's amazing. Um, and then the camera on that thing is pretty good as well. So that would be my pick for smartphone, uh, for CES. But then I don't know, there's, I, I saw, um, the company that's working with Uber, that's making their, um, flying taxi. They had a, a true to life prototype set up in the North hall that, you know, so Was it
0: like working on the spot?
1: No, it's not working at all. Like it, it's just it's a dummy unit. Uh, but oh, it's okay, like okay. a quad... Like it looks like a drone for people, uh, and it looked amazing. So I mean, you could you could wait in a f- line for an hour to two to sit inside of it and get a tour of it. I didn't want to spend <laughs> that much time waiting yeah. in line. Uh, but I no mean, offense, s-
0: but that sounded like kind of useless. Like you just get to sit, nothing else.
1: Yeah, I mean, well they they go over some of the concepts, and I think the like it was completely built out like what it would look like so it's kind of like a concept car design where you go in and it's like all the best technology you've ever imagined inside you know a, a mobility product like that um so that that would probably be the coolest thing i mean it, you know something for the future that you know you know in the next five years we're gonna see more of um i don't know this year wasn't a real big year for CES. There wasn't anything that was revolutionary that was unveiled. I mean, you see more TVs. Uh, I mean, Samsung's new display wall was kind of cool. Like, essentially, it's an OLED wall, and you can, you know, walk up to it, and it's pretty amazing, but I don't think anybody's going to have those in their houses anytime soon. Yeah, it's, it's crazy expensive.
0: You're talking about the modular one, right, where you can just add the yeah, panels? Y- yeah, all?
1: you keep adding panels as large as you want to go, and you can keep building it up. So, you know, just fill that wall behind you with with panels and <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would probably cost you about, you know, $50,000. But hey, you yeah. can do it.
0: Yeah, that that would be fun. <laughs> okay. So, don't you think there's a paradigm shift in CS where they're like less phone launches and more like proof of concept stuff? Like Razer shows off some of the other crazy concepts and then if no, it shows up in the market,
1: uh, yeah, I mean that's typically what CES has been. We we had a couple years where there was a lot of phone stuff announced at CES, especially when four uh, G was being introduced. A lot of the U.S. carriers took uh, to CES to introduce some of their four G technology. Uh, the first HTC four G phone was introduced at CES, the Thunderbolt uh, for Verizon, and mm-hmm. a couple years around that there was you know Motorola introduced there devices for a couple years um that you know they're modular ones that could go into a turn a phone into a laptop things like that uh when motorola was crazy and doing cool stuff um but since then you know honestly it's been it's been hit or miss back in the old
0: good days (laughs) oh yeah
1: back in the old good days it's been hit or miss i mean unless there's a you know, a new technology that's gonna be pushing smartphones forward. They really haven't used CES as a platform for that. They've been waiting for Mobile World Congress, which is coming up next month. Um, But I mean, last year, I don't think there was any major smartphone announced during CES. So the fact that um, Honor showed up to show off the V20 uh, was technically the phone was already announced and they were just giving people a preview of it before the, the Paris launch. But, you know, at least they were there showing it off so that, you know, people could actually see it.
0: Did you check out the uh, flexible phone, Rolex Pi Flex Uh
1: Yeah, I got to play with it a little bit. Um, as many people have said before, uh, it is really <laughs> janky. It doesn't have... The interface is really slow and laggy. There's no real concept to what the interface should actually be doing when you fold the phone or unfold the phone. Uh, so it's it's kind of a proof of concept really like i i think the device is on sale you can technically purchase it i don't know why you would want to wow. um but yeah i mean it, it's a proof of concept that was what's to come for 2019 because we, as we've heard samsung's going to be releasing a foldable display smartphone huawei uh, xiaomi and a handful of other brands so it's not like this is something that's going to be coming in the next four to five years it's something we're actually going to see in the market that most people will be able to purchase if you can afford it sometime this year
0: do you see yourself using a foldable smartphone like in any scenario <laughs>
1: honestly no like it would as <laughs> as a smartphone enthusiast and for what i do for a living uh i will probably have one sometime this year but uh, based off of my personal preferences and what I do, I mean, I've been using the Honor View 20 for a couple days now, but my go-to device is the Pixel 3, the small one. So
0: Yeah, same here, Pixel 3.
1: It, it's small not <laughs> an obnoxiously large device. Uh, it's got thick bezels all around the display. And if you read the comments on the Internet, it seems everybody hates thick bezels. But um, I've seen so many... Uh, Tech bloggers and tech YouTubers that are sporting the original Pixel Three that has doesn't have the notch up top, it doesn't have you know that massive display that most devices have these days, and that's personally my preference. So, correct the size.
0: The size of Pixel Three is amazing. Like it's small oh, yeah. yet large. Yeah, I find it to be perfect. Like it's not that uh, thick, so your hand goes around easily. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I need more phones which are like small like this. Yes. It will be
1: amazing. Well, and a lot of people, you you read the comments that everybody is putting out, and you you get a smartphone, especially like I posted comment or posted a video about the View Twenty, and people were commenting because the the bezel at the bottom of the display is thicker than it is at the top, and so That's many. That's a non, like, non-issue. Like <laughs> it is non-issue. Like seriously, it is maybe four millimeters at the bottom, and you know. Two millimeters at the top, so it, it's not symmetrical. Yes, I get that, but people were complaining that, oh my gosh, they screwed it up. Why would you put out a phone that way? But then, if if I hold this phone in the palm of my hand to hit the home button to go home, I have to adjust my grip because it is so far down. You know, if I'm holding the phone regular, I have to adjust, and so just moving the bottom bezel out doesn't make it more functional yes it makes it look prettier uh but with the pixel 3 it's got a massive bezel at the bottom and i don't have to adjust my grip so a lot of people are looking at form over functionality and they think form is more important Mm -hmm. than functionality and i honestly don't believe that in any way and so same thing with foldable devices like it looks cool i really don't mind the bezels on pixel 3 yeah. So, like, with with foldable devices, um, you know, the f- the form looks amazing, right? The, you know, being able to do something different with the device, but the functionality of that actually being useful, I, I I don't think there's really a reason for it, at least not yet. Until they can find a way to make the form more functional, then then we can talk. Give it a couple of years. Yeah,
0: I agree. <laughs> And uh, I was just, like like I was mentioning before, uh, the bezels on Pixel 3, I don't mind them. Like, it's not as huge as Pixel 1 or Pixel 2, but at least it serves a purpose. It has amazing front-facing speakers, and I totally get that. It's fine. It's not hindering my usage.
1: Yeah, I mean, every, everything for the design of the Pixel 3 has a reason for the design. It's not designed for the sake of design like a lot of these devices are.
0: Don't you think Pixel 3XL like jumps out as a very peculiar phone? Like they went, they were chasing a design, then they thought, okay, let's not go with this, and then they ran out of time and they said, okay, just put push this out.
1: I don't know. It could be. I mean, maybe. I mean, at this point where we don't know what the what the thought was behind that massive notch at the top. Now that we've seen a handful of devices with uh, you know the hole punch display like the View 20, maybe they were going for something like that and they couldn't get the display in time to do that. I mean, the, the we don't know, but honestly the the design of what they went th- with with the Pixel 3 XL, it's hideous. I mean, no, I can't find one person who actually likes <laughs> likes the look of it. Most people actually turn on, you know, the Correct. they they turn off the notch, uh, but that just makes it look like it has a massive bezel up the top and so it's just wasted space anyways.
0: Yeah, I don't seem to get it why they couldn't even insert an option to you know, disable the notch as other OEMs do on their phones where the black bar becomes the notification bar. Yeah. They couldn't do it, they just turned it off. Because
1: it's amulet, so they thought, okay, let's just turn it off. Yep. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was weird. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Someone someone was drunk at Google.
0: <laughs> the best bug which just recently got fixed was the audio bug. Where they just increased the treble a lot and there was no bass in audio while recording videos. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was for some uh, noise reduction algorithm, now they removed
1: it, now it sounds normal. Uh, I would say it sounds better, I I wouldn't say it sounds normal. Yeah, it's much better. It's better but, but compared to other devices, so you've probably seen some of my photo and video comparison videos. And I actually have to publish a before and after for the Pixel 3 audio bug fix, because I I recorded audio before and after, and you'll actually hear a noticeable difference between the two. But then if you still compare it to other devices, like the OnePlus 6T or even the Honor View 20, it is still really bad when compared to those devices. So the difference of where they were and where they are now is significant, but I honestly have no clue why it still sounds as bad as it does um and it was the same way with last year's pixel 2 i mean that device did have bad audio as well so maybe that's something within their drivers that's causing it or they're just using faulty microphones i don't know i i really doubt
0: they're using like an inferior mic i think they're just doing some algorithm stuff which is like making it inferior to other mics like even on the u11 the mics were incredible Mm -hmm. like really really nice
1: well and that's the thing htc always had really good audio quality coming out of their devices going back to the original htc1 m7 i mean that that device there with their microphones they they touted it as you can take it to a concert and you can record a concert without getting the blowout from the speakers. You know, you hit that high decibel and it, the mic's just cut out. The HTC 1M7 didn't do that. Uh, and that was an amazing analogy of, you know, where we, what we can do with smartphones. Since then, a lot of other devices have caught up. Uh, but HTC was always one step ahead with their, you know, even with the U11, with the 3D audio that you could zoom in on the audio. Um, so having other features like that was good. The surprising thing was with HTC working on the Pixel 2, none of that translated over. And then with the Pixel 3, we know that HTC's team wasn't, you know, acquired yet or working on that device. So maybe this year's Pixel 4 will have better audio. Who knows? (laughs) You, You never know. So from what I know, it's like by the
0: time Pixel 2 was launched, Pixel 3 plans were already set in motion. So the HTC team didn't have any say into that design. So they're working on Pixel 4. So the whole design process takes time so they skipped the three so they're working on the four ever since they got acquired at least that's what I know
1: (laughs) yeah based off of who I've talked with uh, former HTC employees and some people that are still at HTC for those who don't know uh, the team that was purchased from HTC the team that was purchased by Google actually works within the HTC headquarters they they have their own designated area within the building. They haven't moved. Uh, they share the same cafeteria as HTC employees. Uh, the difference is the Google employees now get free lunch at the cafeteria, and the HTC employees have to pay for their own lunch. But I must
0: say, like, uh, the tour we had at the HTC HQ, the mm-hmm. design team is amazing. And their office, it was, like, breathtaking. Like, seeing all the prototypes and all of the color variants colorways it was amazing that they couldn't launch something which is so good looking
1: oh yeah yeah i mean we've all known that hcc was ahead of the design game for years um they've kind of been lagging the last couple years um, I mean, they, they're the ones who introduced the world to metal-bodied phones before even Apple did it. And then Apple copied it, and everyone else was like, oh, everyone's copying Apple. we are like, no, wait a second. HTC did it first. Um, but, I mean, they've, they've been ahead of the game for years when it comes to design, when, especially when, when everyone's making phones out of plastic because they had their soft-touch polycarbonate finishes, that, which were amazing back then as well. Um, but, you know, we don't know what's happening to HTC. It's kind of sad to see them kind of fall by the wayside these last couple of years. And who knows what's going to happen later this year.
0: If I recall correctly, there was a report uh, which mentioned there won't be any flagship from HTC in 2019. They will just increase the life expectancy of U12+. plus. So that's like a sweet way of saying they have no flagship for 2019.
1: Yeah. Um... There's, there's some things I can say about that and some things I can't, uh, speaking to some people um, that know a little bit too much about the topic. But what I can say is essentially we're, we're not going to see the usual upgrade cycle that we get from most devices. Uh, typically, HTC releases their smartphones in Q2 of the year, and we're not going to see a direct replacement for the HTC U12 Plus that was introduced last year um, from the sounds of it we are gonna be getting a flagship device sometime this year it's gonna be a little bit different maybe I don't know it's I I still have an article I need to write about it to, to share some more information uh, so I don't want to give too much away but HCC is gonna to try to leverage uh, other parts of their brand Uh, going forward and try to give people something a little bit different than what they've been doing in the last couple years will it be successful Uh, that's that's up for debate
0: Mm, yeah that would be pretty interesting how it pans out so uh let's transition into honor view 20. it's a pretty nice looking device which also performs really well so what are your initial thoughts about the device like when you saw it for the first time like what were your reactions like wow What's this phone like?
1: Um, mixed emotions, honestly. Uh, I, I've had mixed emotions about Honor devices versus Huawei devices because it is a sub-brand of, of Huawei. Uh, and I honestly haven't been super impressed with Honor devices in the past. They've always been almost good enough. So when I picked it up for the first time, I wasn't expecting much. And I went to their, you know, briefing event at CES, and we got to play with the phone for you know, a couple minutes. Honestly, there was five devices there, and there was forty-five uh, media outlets trying to get those five devices to get pictures and videos and everything. So it was a little chaotic. But then once they actually sent me the unit to play with to review, um, my opinion changed. I mean, the fact that. It's sporting the latest, I think it's the Kirin 980 processor on the inside with 8 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, and then the design is as good as it is. I, I honestly love this phone now. I mean, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There are some issues with it here and there. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know which variant you have. Uh, apparently, I have the Chinese variant where you cannot install a third-party launcher. On the device I don't know if you can on yours uh, but the Chinese variants of honor and Huawei phones uh, a couple months ago received an update so that um, Chinese retailers wouldn't be able to install third-party launchers with with malware on the device um, so I'm stuck with interesting so do you have like Google Play services
0: and all like despite being a Chinese variant? I do
1: have Google Play services uh, I, I think I actually have one of the devices that they used to show off at CES so they were tailored for European market because it was before the the launch in paris but so i I think I have a custom software build that's not an actual build that they'll be sending out to anybody, but I haven't been able to verify that yet,
0: yeah, so I was saying like um i've tried I've tried to put the third party launches on the device and Seems like it just rejects every other launcher. So so far only Nova launcher is working. I've tried to put every single version of Pixel launcher and it's just not working. It just fails to work. And it reverts back to the stock launcher.
1: Yeah, same for me. And I can't even get Nova to work on mine. So, you're lucky. For me, I mean, I, I don't honestly hate Honor's UI. I hate their icons for that they give you. So installing a third-party icon pack uh, makes it a lot better and more palatable for me. So I'm happy with that. But yeah, if I could put the Pixel launcher on here or get Nova up and running, it would make me a lot more happy with the phone.
0: Yeah, true. So hate would be a strong word, but I don't like their UI. Like maybe like I'm used to stock UI or even like Oxygen is, is fine. It looks good. At least it resembles the stock UI but um i just had to put a launcher i couldn't bear the magic ui
1: yeah the the one redeeming fact is that they have the google feed to the left hand side of the main home screen uh which i think might be a first for an Mm. honor smartphone uh we're seeing that more and more uh with other manufacturers as well adding the google feed to the left of of the home screen um, and for me, I actually use that on a regular basis on all my devices. So the fact that I don't, I can still use that with the stock launcher makes me a little less inclined to uh, switch over to another launcher. But as far as the whole operating system goes, I mean, it, it's really snappy and responsive. Uh, but it is pretty much the same as what you would get on any other Honor or Huawei device uh, that's on the market right now nothing nothing new or revolutionary about the interface at all
0: yeah so correct me if i'm wrong magic ui is just a rebranding of emui which they were using in the previous honor smartphones
1: uh, i would say so i honestly I'd like besides the name i don't see anything that's dramatically different i think they have the icons are a little bit different but as far as the whole layout and the structure of the interface it's pretty much exactly like emui
0: Exactly. That's that's what I uh, thought. Like when I, while I, while I was using it, like I I used the Honor Seven X and some other devices before, and it was the same. Like it's not bad, but yeah, I would have much more appreciated if it was like something close to stock UI. You know, we'll never get that. Come on, <laughs> it's Huawei. So why do you think like uh, companies even you know spend into creating their whole new UI instead of just putting out stock Android like Android One devices? I know like Google isn't like playing very much in the Chinese market so they have to like cater to the Chinese market by their own heavy custom launchers and all but when they're like selling it to the other markets they should maybe consider putting out an Android one version of some sorts what do you think about that
1: um i mean from our perspective for people who have used lots of different devices and are used to what stock android has to offer that makes a whole lot of sense but then when you consider the the general consumer who doesn't know that you can install a third-party launcher or doesn't know that there are other alternatives out there especially for those who might be coming from wanting or having used an iPhone in the past the Chinese variants of Android um, are a lot more friendly towards that transition so they can pick up a Huawei device and say, oh, the icons are rounded just like they are on my iPhone. Uh, There's no app drawer just like there isn't on my iPhone. And so that transition to getting people to find something that's familiar that they can just pick up and use uh, makes it easier. I'm not saying that's a good thing for the consumer when the experience of the software really isn't that good, but it has a familiar look and feel to them. And... I think that's the main reason that they do it. They, they see something that they're all familiar with or that they all want. They all want, let's be honest, most people do want an iPhone. Uh, they can't afford it, so they settle for Two. an Android phone. Uh, I'm not one of them, but I, I would say I, the majority of people are like that. And so that they're looking for that familiarity of, oh, that's what my friend's iPhone looks like. I can do this too. They'll think I have an iPhone or... Not to say that they're copying it completely, but it's giving it the same aesthetic feel so that it's more familiar.
0: Yeah, like last year there was like a trend of like launching phones which were looking exactly carbon copies of iPhone X. That like, Motorola did it, even more OEMs did it, and they were like all pumping out clones of iPhone X, at least from the back. Yeah,
1: I mean, that we've seen that trend over and over and over again. Um, the nice thing is Android OEMs, aren't really copying each other, so there's kind of a good variety in there. Uh, right now, when you look at you know devices like the Honor View 20, that doesn't look anything like an iPhone and doesn't honestly look anything like any other device that's on the market right now, especially because of that textured glass finish on the back. Um, which is kind of nice. I like variety. I don't like every single device to look the same. I I get really bored and honestly frustrated when I see um, devices that just pop out and every single one keeps looking like the last one.
0: True, true, exactly. So when I first saw the device from the back, like not in real life, but in photos, I really didn't like the Chevron design on the back. I was like, "Uh, that's like repeated V designs. I really didn't like it. But when I saw it in person, I was like, oh, this looks nice. Like it changes with the light.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was the kind of the same way. I honestly, when I saw the pictures, I didn't make much of it at all. Like I completely ignored it and it it wasn't a factor. But then when you pick the phone up and actually hold it, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, When there's so many other smartphones out there with a glass back uh, some of them do have changing colors that we've seen, but you know, it, there's absolutely nothing like this, uh, which is kind of sad though, because most people will be slapping a case on this phone and you probably won't ever be able to see it unless you're using that really cheap flimsy case that comes with the device in the box. <laughs> yeah. So are you a case guy? Never. Yes, yes, team no case. I really don't
0: like putting like my devices into a case. It, it hides it. It hides there, there's it. There's no point in doing that.
1: And I've I've destroyed more phones than most people will in a lifetime already. Um, for those who don't know, I'm actually I travel full time in the US, uh, so we are constantly moving and I do put a case on my Pixel three on occasion simply because the device is really susceptible to scratches on the black back glass even if you don't drop it or do anything like if you put it in your pocket you can get micro scratches all over the glass back Uh, so I do have the pixel 3 in a case just for that reason but not because I'm worried about dropping it it's because the glass back on this thing is more susceptible to scratches than any other device I've ever used
0: okay so resuming on what we were talking about you're talking about putting phones in cases
1: Putting phones in cases, um, representing team, no case here. Yeah. Representing team, no case. Uh, yeah. So I was saying I typically don't put a phone on my smart, or sorry, not a phone, put a case on my smartphones. Uh, I mean, the product teams go through so much work to deliver something that looks amazing. And I honestly buy a phone partially because of its looks. If a phone looks like crap, I don't want to buy it and I don't want to use it and I don't want to show people that I have it. Uh, but I want to buy something that looks good and if I put a case on that device, then what's the whole point of you know all the work and engineering that went into it to have a case that looked so good? Exactly. Uh, but I, I do have a case on my Pixel 3 because of the fact that it gets those micro scratches on the glass back. Uh, even when you don't even drop it or even when you cradle it like a little baby. So I, I do have a case on that, uh, but I have the official Google case um, that with a cloth finish on the outside, which does get really dirty. Uh, but it, it looks really nice. Yeah, so um, the
0: unit I have is a review unit from Google, so it was already used by someone before. So it only had some micro scratches. And recently I went on a vacation to Andaman Islands, I'm not sure if I added more scratches or it was already like that. So there's that, I I see no difference. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was already a little bit scratched. I'm like, mm, fine. It still looks good, in my opinion. Do you like the uh, dual tone finish on the back?
1: Uh, I do. I, I mean, it's kind of the same dual tone finish that we saw on the Pixel 2, which I liked. Um, The only difference is, you know, it's all glass now instead of metal and glass. I still like metal devices. Uh, I know why they switched over, because they wanted wireless charging. Um, But, you know, honestly, Qualcomm's had their, you know, wireless charging mechanism that can go through metal for a couple years now, and no one's used it. So maybe someone just needs to use that, and we can go back to using metal phones again.
0: I remember, like, um, way back in 2015, I guess, when there was, like, Talks of having wireless charging via metal, but I think there's some um, issues in that technology, so that no one's has adopted it. Like there has to be some issue with it, otherwise, like why not? Why not have wireless charging with metal? That would be so cool. I kinda uh, It's
1: probably it's probably because Qualcomm wants to charge a ridiculously high licensing fee for it, uh, like they do for all of their patents and all their technologies that they they have, uh, but. Who knows? I mean, we, we don't know what those backdoor negotiations are ever like and what the, what the true cost of any of this technology actually is. Like, we we know what the cost of the components are, but it's hard to know what the licensing fees for using some of the technology is.
0: Yeah, because even their um, ultrasonic fingerprint solution even didn't come out. Like, S10 is going to have an ultr- ultrasonic in-display fingerprint scanner, but still, like, they, they've been like experimenting with it since quite some time and no one came with it
1: yeah well and the ultrasonic fingerprint sensor can also be used through metal on the back of the phone if needed so i mean it's one of those things and you know qualcomm was showing that one off what three years ago at least so i mean i i know it takes by the time qualcomm is showing it off it's still in development process and it's not finalized and the spec still needs to be worked on and improved upon in order to deliver a product that's good for consumers. But still, that seems a little bit too long and the fact that Samsung might be finally the first one to use it is kind of a good sign because I don't know if you've used in-display fingerprint sensors yet, but they're honestly really, really bad.
0: Yeah, I've used it on the 60.
1: Yeah, same here. And uh, I have to default back to face unlock in order to get the device unlocked uh, because I go through three chances to to get the fingerprint sensor to recognize my thumb. And honestly, it does it maybe one out of three times. (laughs) And it's like, it's not even that fast as well.
0: The face unlock, on the other hand, it's amazing.
1: It's it's extremely fast, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's extremely fast. Like, I know it's not as secure as face ID, but... When it's that fast, you don't really think about security anymore.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter. At that point, you're like, I just want it to work.
0: <laughs> okay, so circling back to um, Honor View Twenty, do you um, did you notice any uh, vignetting around the in-display
1: camera? Uh, yes, and this I actually noticed this at uh, CES, but the first time I saw it was not on the Honor View 20 but a device from Hisense that Hisense was showing off uh, that's only available in China That also has an in-display mm. camera uh, and I noticed it because the the home screen had a white background and you see kinda of this like glowing hail especially when you have a lighter background it yeah. looks like the the darkness from the camera cutout is bleeding into the display, uh, and I think the reason is these are LCD panels, and the pixels aren't lit, and the light is having a hard time to Reach from there. wherever the light is. It's having a hard time getting around mm-hmm. the, the the cutout of those pixels. So it could be a little bit different with Samsung's implementation, since they're going to be using AMOLED panels. They're you know they're which each individual pixel is lit on its own, but with LCD panels, you have light sense, lights on the inside that are shining from one side to the other, or sometimes from both sides, and we're simply not seeing an even distribution of light around that circle. That's that's my take on it. Correct. Like, it's not even that noticeable, but if you really pixel
0: peep it, then you notice like, yeah, there's a little bit of gradient over there. So at first I was, I was thinking like they, it's a defective unit, then I wrapped my head around it, then I realized, okay, no, that's not the
1: case. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of looks like, I mean, the for someone who hasn't seen it yet, it looks maybe like a little bit of screen burn-in. Uh, you know how sometimes where you get some shadowing within the screen for, with something that's been displayed a long time at a single spot. So it kind of looks like that. Um, but if you pull down, the easiest way to see it on the Honor View Twenty is by pulling down the notification shade and putting the white part of the notification shade around the display, and you'll just notice it's it's kind of a lighter color, kind of a brownish color, right around the circle of the camera.
0: I was literally doing that exact exact thing right now. Exact <laughs> same thing. But yeah, it, it's very. It, it's not even noticeable unless you literally look inside the display
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i unless you're looking for it i mean i was at ces looking at new technology and you know trying to see what it actually looked like so i was looking really close and i saw it and now that i saw it i can't unsee it exactly uh, <laughs> that's the and thing so like i i know it's there so the the wallpaper on my phone uh I make sure that it's a darker wallpaper so that it's not as noticeable uh so the the lighter the wallpaper the background the more you notice it so if you have darker colors there or a color that's orangish or brownish you're not going to see it at all but uh, I still know it's there so it kind of bugs me a little bit
0: Yeah that that's exactly why I have a gradient wallpaper where it's light at the bottom
1: and then progressively it's darker up up the top so that blends well So <laughs> I've I'm not a huge proponent of the in-display cutout. Um, honestly, I, I think it's not a real... Like, aesthetically, it looks a little bit better than what a notch does. But honestly, it actually takes up more room than what uh, the teardrop notch does on, say, the OnePlus 6T. That's right in the middle.
0: You really Simply think because so? Like, you,
1: uh, yeah, I get that the uh,
0: placement is a bit odd because it's in one side of the corner. Had it been in the middle... Would you have
1: opted this over the teardrop notch? Uh, I, honestly, I can't say. I mean, because because of the placement, it's actually lower than the teardrop notch. So it takes up more vertical space. And then you can't have anything close to it because you, know, you need some buffer room. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, if you look at this versus the OnePlus 6, the notification icons are further down on the display, technically using up more of the display, giving you less usable real estate, kind of like what the massive notch on the Pixel 3 XL does, you know, it makes that notification area much larger, making it useless. Like, yes, the display is larger and, you know, technically you have more pixels, but if the interface is adapted to use less of those pixels because of these things that we're putting in the display, does it really count that your display is larger?
0: Exactly, like Pixel 3 XL is on the extreme end of the spectrum. But don't you think like uh hole punch displays, this um, display cutout really sells the placebo effect of notch, like it's literally the same thing, but the only thing is, it looks aesthetically pleasing to the eye.
1: Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's I would I would call it a notch with um, screen around some it, space s- some space cut out around it, which you still can't use. So um, it's more aesthetically pleasing than a notch is, but usefulness I would say it's the same or maybe even worse than a notch because it has to be further down on the display in order to look aesthetically pleasing.
0: So I'm not sure if you game a lot on your smartphone.
1: Do you? Uh, I do at times, I, I, I go through spurts. I'll, I'll probably put in like 10 hours of mobile gaming in a week and then I won't game for a couple of weeks and then I'll switch back and do another 10 hours. Uh, but so, it, it is for, for gaming purposes, I would say the whole cutout is much better than a notch because you can go full screen and it's kind of hidden. Yeah, it um, gets hidden
0: by a thumb actually when you're like holding
1: it in landscape mode. Yep yeah so you don't for for those purposes you don't even see it i mean even when watching video if you don't do the you know full screen video uh it it does get hidden quite well on the left hand side but even if you do full screen video uh which you shouldn't ever because that's not how the video creator wanted you to watch their video uh, (laughs) but it's in the bottom left hand corner which there is typically never anything useful versus you know the notch in the middle uh that you know could get in the way a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Now I get your point, like uh, during the briefing session about the device, the, the, a question was raised, like why did you keep the display card out in the middle? The concerned person wasn't much sure, but the quick answer that was given to us was the design team thought of it. There was no literal reason. They could have put it in the middle, but <coughs> they didn't. So I guess that's the only reason, like
1: once it's in the corner, it
0: gets hidden by your hands, I guess? It's less obtrusive. Yeah,
1: I mean, so when you're looking at it, when you're using it as a phone, you know, just browsing the web or doing things like that, it's very nos- noticeable when it's in the top left-hand corner. But when you're doing anything else, consuming media or playing games, the fact that it's in the corner makes it less obtrusive than if it was in the middle. So uh, pluses and minuses to that. Um, I'm I'm going to be interested. So even... Despite the the hole being in the top left-hand corner, I always rotate my devices counterclockwise whenever I'm using them in in landscape mode. Same here. <laughs> so I'm 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 not sure how that's going to translate when I pick up the Galaxy S10 and the S10 Plus, yeah, which will we'll have above, it on the yeah. other side, nice. which will make it even their cutouts more prominent because they're not going to be so i'm going to have to change the way i use my device and rotate it clockwise in order to hide it with my right hand
0: true so i was about to segue into that um would you rather have it on the left or top right
1: hand corner um it's kind of a tricky on, question honest, because you haven't used yeah, it in real life. We we haven't. I haven't used it on the other side yet. <laughs> but to that to that point of I do I do rotate my devices counterclockwise when I go into landscape mode. Uh, so I, I would say Honor's placement is my preferred placement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But and I'm always used to looking at the clock in that far top right hand corner. So if the clock isn't there. I don't care about the notifications or you know, because those are constantly changing. But the icons on the right-hand side are typically constant, unless you are tweaking something in the settings. They don't move day to day. So knowing where exactly my time is going to be, rather than oh, there's there's the cutout, and to the left of the cutout is going to be the time and the battery indicator.
0: Yeah. So. It's like in my personal preference, I like the selfie camera on top right because when I'm rotating, rotating it counterclockwise, at least the camera is on top and it's not at the bottom, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I was somewhat concerned with the Pixel 3 because the cameras are on the top left corner, but then it's so wide you don't really get the disadvantage it doesn't really of that. Yeah, you don't get the disadvantage of the placement because it's really nice.
1: Well, you just have to rotate your hand three (laughs) inches further up when you're taking your picture.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. So uh, talking about cameras, what do you think about the cameras on View 20, starting from the selfie camera, let's say about that?
1: Starting from the selfie camera, I would say uh, selfie camera is pretty good. Um, You know, having a 25 megapixel sensor uh, seems a little bit excessive. in low light, it doesn't perform as well as I would hope. Uh, but I, I think at this price point, what they're really doing, you know, is with the 25 megapixel sensor on the back and the 48 megapixel sensor, sorry, 25 megapixel up front, 48 on the back, they're trying to push people to think this is a, you know, more budget friendly device compared to, you know, the super high end flagship phones, but you get a lot more megapixels. Um, And there are still a lot of people out there who are infatuated with megapixel count. Um, Just like
0: in the Nokia days where every other model had more megapixels, like from 2 megapixel to 4, then 8, 12.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, so the, honestly, like for the front-facing camera, I still can't find a smartphone from twenty. 2018 that could beat the Pixel 3's front facing camera Uh, the the sharpness of that camera is phenomenal and for those who don't know it's just 8 megapixels, that's it it's not 12, it's not 15 and it's not 25 Uh, so proving the point that more megapixels absolutely has nothing to do with how good the picture is going to turn out it's the size of those megapixels, it's the sharpness and the clarity of what those pixels can do the sensitivity to light, everything like that having more megapixels in the camera simply means that those pixels are smaller, they absorb less light, and your images are probably going to come out a little bit blurrier, though they will be larger, which means you will have a larger, blurrier image. (laughs) Um, True. But in daylight, it does pretty well. Uh, You know, as it does, uh, just like a lot of smartphones do recently, it does the portrait mode with the single camera, and it actually performs really well. Uh, I found that to be on par with... Uh, the blurring that you get with Google's Pixel device um, and the images turn out really really pleasing with that uh, except low-light it does suffer a little bit in low-light compared to some other devices Correct. Plus, do you think like
0: every other manufacturer is at some kind of disadvantage that we all have been spoiled by Pixel 3 and that's the benchmark that they have to beat like, even though it it's, like, um, aiming at mid-tier market of sorts, but still, like, whenever you compare the camera, everyone goes, like, oh, it's good, but it's not as good as Pixel 3.
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, we've always had that benchmark device that we've been comparing it to for a couple of years. It was Samsung's smartphones uh, and now Google's taken the lead and before that honestly it was it was the iPhone for years and years and years true Uh, true. so there 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 will always be that comparison Um, I I think the the main reason there's the comparison here is because the specifications of the phone for the view 20 are in line or better than what you can get with the pixel 3 as far as the hardware goes oh true Uh, and even though the price point is a lot lower than what you can get with the Pixel 3. So it technically is a a direct comparison, that's pretty fair, Uh, Mm. but then if we consider the price, it's more of a comparison with the OnePlus 6T, uh, since the price points are a lot closer on that here in the, well, it's not available in the US, over in Europe, and I don't know what the price point is of the 6T versus the View 20 there in India.
0: No, it'll be revealed tomorrow. So even <laughs> Amazon. So out. they're yeah.
1: They're um, not. They're not saying yet. Okay. Yeah.
0: So by the time this goes live, the price would be announced. <laughs> so yeah. uh, So I mean, we're expecting uh, between thirty thousand rupees to forty thousand rupees, and sixty starts at
1: thirty-eight thousand rupees. So let's see so how it goes.
0: Yeah, so it,
1: it's in the same. It should be in the same category then. Yeah.
0: True. They they aiming for yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's exe- Essentially, what it was with. Uh, the European launch uh, I believe the the view 20 was 680 euro if you're looking for the 8 gigabyte model and I think the 8 gigabyte version of the 6t was right around the same price maybe 10 euro more expensive so they're they're aiming specifically for one plus devices um, in that category. I I think the difference is Honor has a bigger marketing budget and definitely a lot better carrier distribution than OnePlus does. So this could turn out to be you know the perfect alternative to OnePlus devices for someone who's looking for a flagship tier smartphone but not having to pay the same prices that you'd pay for a Samsung or a Google device.
0: Correct. It's like healthy to have some decent competition because OnePlus was kind of dominating the value for uh, value for money market. And it's nice that Honor is st- stepping the game up.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see that. I mean, there's we've seen some brands trying to compete with OnePlus, but Poco? they've been... <laughs> Did you use the Poco F1? Uh, I do have it. I have a review coming up. Um, I think that's a good device, especially when you consider that it's a lot cheaper uh, than the OnePlus.
0: Everybody was floored when it when it was launched. Like,
1: how can a device be that inexpensive? Well, uh, if you've held it in your hand, you can <laughs> exactly know <laughs> how it can be that inexpensive. Oh yes. Um, it is. It is probably the cheapest feeling smartphone I've used in a long, long time. It
0: totally gave me uh, the, uh, gave me the throwback to the polycarbonate shell smartphone era.
1: Yeah, but not the good polycarbonate shells, the bad ones. Yeah, the bad ones. Like it, it, it was. So there's there's the soft-touch polycarbonate finish that a lot of us know and love, um, mainly from HTC devices of years past. But this was kind of the smooth polycarbonate finish <laughs> that kind of feels a little bit greasy and can slip out of your hand easily. It, it did not feel good at all. I, I, I still have a couple things to finish up before I get my full review. Uh, of the Pocophone F1, it's an amazing device, and actually the camera on that one's pretty good as well. I would, I'm actually going to be doing a camera comparison between the View Twenty and the Pocophone F1 coming up later uh, this week, I think, or next week. I can't, don't know when I'm going to finish it up, but um, it's, I would say probably not as good as the View Twenty as far as camera quality goes, especially when you look at the software. Yeah. But it's still. Pretty darn good when you consider that the Poco. F- I don't know what the price is over in India, but uh, when you can pick easy. it up in- for three hundred dollars, it's like twenty <clears> thousand rupees. Yeah, so about what half the price? Yeah, literally half the price. For pretty much the same specifications, uh, the only downside I would say is slightly inferior camera and then really inferior build quality and yeah. materials.
0: So I'm not hating on. POCO but they they did a very smart move so to all reviewers out in the world they gave the armored edition the Kevlar back one and they told them the price of the normal variant like hey POCO starts at so-and-so price and we are giving out the Kevlar one which is expensive everybody was like oh this feels nice it's only after the videos they, they realize oh this is the expensive one
1: yeah, the, I had to purchase my own because it's not available in the U.S. and Xiaomi doesn't care about seeding review units to anybody in the U.S. Uh, so I, I opted for the cheapest option possible with 8 gigabytes of RAM. But it, it just feels nasty. Uh, I've heard, well, I actually I held the the Armored Edition one uh, when I was at CES. Someone had it there. And, and that one feels really nice, but I, I think it's, you know, 30 to 40% more expensive than the Mm -hmm. regular one.
0: Yes, that's correct. So Poco phone might be the only phone I would put in a case because I don't want to
1: touch that body. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Or at least get a skin or something for it to make it feel a little bit better.
0: Yes, not sponsored by dbrand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored by dbrand. A dbrand alternative. Hmm, does it even exist though? Not really. (laughs) dbrand alternatives? Oh yeah, there's plenty of them out there.
0: Yeah, but are they as good as dbrand?
1: Well it's just a sticker. So glorified sticker. <laughs> <laughs> How high quality do you need your stickers to be? It only needs to hide the body, that's all. <laughs> yeah, so get some get some duct tape or something and put it on it. Yeah. Duct tape would be so. nice. But for the the View twenty, the camera's on the back though, I'm pretty impressed with that. What's been your thoughts on the 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 main forty eight megapixel sensor?
0: It was interesting because um 48 megapixels, you would think like, okay, they're going to be a lot of details and all. So it's nice how it uses the pixel binning technology to, you know, generate more information. It's nice, but did you find any use for the time of flight camera, like the secondary one?
1: Uh, besides portrait mode pictures? No, nothing.
0: Yeah, Like, d- did you try those, uh, th- uh, game where those motion sensing games?
1: Yeah, I mean they had that set up at their their demo and I watched somebody make a fool of themselves.
0: Oh same man. Um, like everybody was laughing at the pre-briefing session. Oh my god that was so cringeworthy.
1: <laughs> but honestly like yes the so for those who don't know, it, it uses a what's called a time of flight 3d camera which can calculate the speed of light from an object to when it hits the sensor. So it actually gives you 3D mapping information similar to what you would have gotten on a stereo 3D camera system that's really high quality. And, you know, nothing that we've seen before on a smartphone. I think there's one other device that has a time of flight camera on it. Yeah, Um, it's an OPPO R17 Pro. Yeah. Yeah. And so... You actually, instead of just getting two images and then the phone making some calculations of, you know, the difference in perspective to calculate distance, uh, you're actually getting distance information, which can really help for portrait mode type pictures so that you're actually calculating what parts, you know, what is at a certain depth versus just kind of guessing based off of two different images, which is really nice. And I've found that the portrait mode pictures that you can take with this device are really good. They're not exceedingly better than what we've seen in the past. You still get you know, those blurred lines where some things should be in the background and some should be in the foreground and you know, you get that fuzzy effect a little bit. Uh, so they still have some work to do on the software side in order to do that manipulation, but they're trying to push it as, oh, you will be able to map your environment. You will be able to take a video and you know, map, get, create a 3D map of your room. They don't include any of that software on the phone. Yeah, I was like so, uh, kind
0: of hoping like they would bundle Google's own AR core functionalities, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. And they don't, unfortunately.
1: They don't. Yeah, and so in the demo that they showed off, they showed somebody taking a video of a living room and it creates a 3D map of the living room and showing what they can do with that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Then they give me the phone and none of that is on there. I'm like, well, why are you showing that in your demo (laughs) when you don't provide software to do that? It's kind of crazy. But I mean, so technically the camera can do a lot. Uh, They're probably working on some software to take advantage of that time of flight sensor. But as of right now, Honestly, the only thing that you can use it for is taking pictures or unless there's one specific game that they wrote that takes advantage of the the depth information and essentially allows you to use it like you know the Microsoft Kinect camera and Go skiing. Well, there's
0: another I one uh, If you record video you get two options one is the color separation one and the second thing is dynamic body slimming stuff
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the body slimming thing is kind of fun and interesting. Um, <laughs> I'd like to make people fatter instead of skinnier, because that would. I didn't use be it funny. in real
0: life, but does the slider go other way?
1: I don't think so. No, I think you can <laughs> simply slim people down. So while you're recording video, the information that's used from the the time of flight camera can then be man- used to manipulate someone's how how someone is i don't know how someone looks like you can make them look like they've lost 15 to 20 pounds or something like that um which some people might really love and want to use all the time honestly i don't see 95 percent of the people ever using that feature ever or even knowing that it's on there
0: oh you never know it's like the beauty mode 2.0 for china Yeah, but beauty
1: mode 2.0 is always, like, turned on automatically, and you have to, like, turn it off. This one's not turned on automatically.
0: Yeah, so talking about the uh, camera interface and all, did you like it? Like, I personally, I feel that it's kind of bloated. Like, it works well, but it's, like, bloated. You get so many options in your face,
1: so that gets confusing a bit. Yeah, it is confusing, but it's honestly, it's par for the course for Huawei. Um, ever since I wouldn't say like the P eight and P nine, they've their camera interface has, has looked similar to this. So I'm, I'm pretty used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a lot of information. They do have a lot of different modes and settings that you can jump into. Uh, at least nothing's like hidden deep within a menu, which some manufacturers do. Uh, you know, if you just simply go over to more, you just get this plethora of you know 3d options and you know 3d panorama hdr light painting slow motion pro mode aperture time lapse stickers uh there there's all and then there's an option to download more you can find the oh so one of the other things that the um the time of flight cameras they said can be used for is calculating calories for food because it can actually calculate the size of the food that you're eating, rather than saying, oh, this is a sandwich, and this is how many calories. it will say, this is a sandwich that's this large, and so it's this many calories. Again, though, their application won't do it. Someone else is going to have to create that application.
0: Mm, Yeah, and and I really don't see anyone including that anytime soon.
1: No. I mean, there are a lot of applications out there that do calorie counting based off of your image. Um, Yeah, but I I really don't see No one's gonna make it specifically for for the
0: Honor View 20. (laughs) True, true, exactly. And there's another feature they just copied from Apple. It's the 3D Q emojis, like face Mojis. Yeah. And it works well with just the front camera, it's impressive. It's just 2D data Mm -hmm. for the camera, but it still tracks the face really nicely.
1: Yeah, my girls were playing around with it, they were There's a little penguin. That's really cute.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was literally like looking at the penguin right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there, there's some cool things in there. Uh, there's nothing really stand out. That's automatically like really amazing. Um, but the rear camera is really good. I mean, it's, it's not, I would say it's better than
0: 60. Would you say that?
1: Um Shameless plug, you can go to uh, YouTube.com slash Fandroid and watch my 6T versus Honor View 20 camera comparison. Um, Highly recommend it. In uh, daylight shots, I would say they're practically identical. The View 20 does have an advantage in low light shots. A really big advantage in low light shots. And then in video capture, the View 20 just kills it uh, so the the difference the well the the upside that the 6T does have in comparison to this is the audio quality capture um, when you when you hear them side by side uh, the 60 does have a big advantage on that point but honestly most people don't care about audio as much as they care about video and the pictures themselves
0: true very true because I really do not see people like when they have garbage audio from concerts, they don't complain. They're like, okay, this is how concert sounds on phones. Mm-hmm. And when I took, back when M8 was a thing, so I took out M8 for a concert, and the videos were so crisp, people were not ready to accept that it was recorded on a smartphone.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and the Mate does an amazing job at recording video, especially in low light situations that you know, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, how did that come from a, from a smartphone? And kind of the same here with this one, with the, with the pixel binning that you get uh, with 4K video capture uh, from that 48 megapixel sensor on the back. The video quality, especially in low light, is really, really impressive. So do you like set it on 48 megapixel mode or the pixel binning mode by default? Uh, for these camera comparisons, I've been doing just the default 48 megapixels. Uh, just because that's what most people will do because they don't know how to change their settings. Uh, So for these comparisons I've been doing, I've just been doing the default uh, option there just to give people a more honest opinion as to what the phone will do right out of the box.
0: If I recall correctly, it defaults to 12 megapixel and then you have to explicitly turn it up to 48 megapixel where it doesn't use pixel binning. It'll be just raw 48 megapixel image.
1: Well, let me see. I have not changed the settings on mine. Or maybe it was already changed on mine. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> but that's what I recall, at least.
1: So, front-facing camera is at 25 megapixel. And yep. let's see here. Yeah, mine is 48 megapixel for the back one. Oh, interesting. So, it could be market by market. They do that sometimes. They, yeah. they change the settings for, for different things. And again, this was... Most likely a test unit that was previously used uh, for, for showing off the device. So the software on it, like the settings and the camera and stuff might be different than what the retail version of the device would be.
0: Yeah, plus I'm not sure if my unit is a retail unit, but the Chevron pattern on the back is a bit different. (laughs) Like it's still a V, V V-shaped design, but -hmm. it's a little bit different. It's not as, Pronounced as I see in videos and all, where the chevron design is thick, mine is very thin. It's just a line. I'll send you a picture, then you'll get to know
1: like what I'm talking about. It's very different. Yeah, and uh, but it still, and honestly, good. it it, de- it depends on your light source as well. Oh yes, um, totally. So so in I I found in artificial light the the V is a lot uh, thinner, and then like in direct sunlight. Uh, just with a, you know, having a lot more light around you, the the V's get a lot thicker and more pronounced. Um, so it, it could be the light that you're using it in. Uh, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine there's some variations based off of, you know, the texture that they're using on the back to create those patterns. Correct, correct.
0: Okay, so um, moving away from the camera, what do you think about the processor? Do you think it's um, at par with 845, or does it exceed 845?
1: Um, another shameless plug. I'm going to be doing a speed test between this and the uh, 6T. Ooh, and interesting. I, I've I've already recorded it, and I can tell you the results. Uh, this is a lot faster than the 645. Um, the, the phone's a lot better at um, opening applications, running games, things like that. Um, from, you know, just pushing pixels, it's a lot better. Uh, as far as RAM management goes, I would say the 6T does a little bit better in RAM management, uh, just being able to keep applications open in the background and recalling those, you know, an hour or two later without having to reload those same applications. Uh, so, Pixel 3 won't even stand a chance over there. No, Pixel 3. I, I did one with the Pixel 3, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this <laughs> is... Like Pixel 3's RAM management is pretty slow, and the I don't know the optimization that Google did for the Pixel 3 with the 845 is ridiculously bad. Uh, it's probably one of the worst performing uh, smartphones running the 845 that I've used. So um, I don't know. The I would I would say the processor, the Kirin 980, is phenomenal. I would say. Uh, if you're using a processor from 2018 and you simply want the fastest one, the Kirin 980 is the way to go. Um, there's, there's really nothing not to like about it. It does really well in games um, and pretty much everything I've thrown at it. I haven't had any issues. How about you?
0: Yeah, same way. Like, I really enjoyed playing PUBG on the device. But first of all, the screen looks so good. Like, while playing, there's no bezels whatsoever. You get a full-screen experience. It's kind of similar to what I had with uh, Vivo Next. Have you used the device?
1: Uh, I have. I've played with it at CES. Uh, but no, that, that that's about my extent of using that device. Yeah, same. And, like, uh, a friend
0: of mine had that. So I, like, used it for half an hour or so. That was, uh, like, my first foray into full-screen displays with, like, no bezels. So it, the, the experience was pretty close to that, except for the little small display cutout at the bottom. Other than that, it, it looks really great and it works well. Uh, you'd put anything on it, it, just tears down all the applications.
1: It works really well. Yeah. And one of the things to note too, is that the, you mentioned the, the display is really nice. I would say the display is uh, nicer than what you get on the OnePlus 6T. Uh, the quality of the panel is impeccable, and I was actually comparing it to the Pocophone F1, <laughs> and as you know, that screen is not good at all. There's a lot of light bleed uh, yeah. from the, the light at the bottom of the display, um, and the quality of that display is horrendous. So you can definitely tell... You know the difference in quality that you get when you spend you know three hundred dollars six hundred dollars, uh, but then I think you know at that six hundred dollar price point with a phone like this, you really can't go wrong. you're not gonna get anything really better if you go up to you know a thousand dollars for a galaxy flagship device um, yeah, at that price
0: point, you're just paying for the display. <laughs>
1: Well, that's pro- you're, you're paying for the display, and honestly, you're paying for the name. You're paying oh, yes. because the Samsung has, yeah, they, they've positioned themselves that they're a direct competitor with Apple, and Apple thinks they can sell f- smartphones for $1,000. And so Samsung says we can do that too. And along with that, you're also paying for their massive marketing budget. I mean, as soon as those phones come out, you see those devices everywhere. You see billboards, you see TV commercials, you see subway cars that are plastered with Samsung Galaxy ads, and you can't escape it. And all of that costs a lot of money. And the way that they can pay for that is by charging more for the phone. So yeah, there were um, deep
0: buckets over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're good devices, but you know, at some point it's, you know, does a Mercedes actually run better than a Toyota? Like everyone <laughs> everyone will tell you that a Toyota is more reliable than a Mercedes and much cheaper to buy and much cheaper to use and operate and keep for 10, 20 years. Uh, but, you know, if you buy a Mercedes, you're buying, you know, the brand. You're buying the experience. And not to say that there's no value to it. It's just you're paying more for something that's non-tangible. Correct. I agree with that. So uh, talking about the uh, multimedia experience
0: on the device, what do you think about the placement and the quality of speakers?
1: Uh, I honestly, like, unless you're giving me front firing speakers, I could care less. Everyone's (laughs) always talking about larger audio chambers on the inside of the device. But if, you know, for the most part, I have to make sure I'm not blocking the speaker at the bottom with my hand when I'm holding it in landscape mode, just so that I can hear the audio. Um, it, it's good, it's not great, um, you know.
0: I would have really liked if they used the earpiece as a secondary speaker.
1: Yeah, I would love that. I mean, I, I honestly don't know why most people, most manufacturers don't. I mean, they, they obviously thought it was, important enough to include a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack on the phone, uh, which the Jack's back, the Jack's back. I really
0: appreciate the move. So do you really think like more OEMs would be including headphone jacks in their phones in
1: 2019? No, no, I think, <laughs> it's I, th- gone. I, th- I think, I think 2019 is going to be the year, the final year of the Jack. Uh, and once, cause samsung is expected to keep it for 2019 but i don't expect them to do it in 2020 uh since they would probably be the only ones uh because huawei took it away from the mate 20 p20 Pro. yeah p20 uh they had it on the p so they had took it away from the p20 and also the mate 20 uh so it's surprising and in
0: one iteration they brought it back i guess uh, I'm forgetting the name. Oh,
1: the I think the Mate 20 Max or whatever it was, that large one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, this 7.4-inch okay. display. That's really mm. a tablet. I mean, come on, 7 <laughs> inches is a tablet, people. Yeah. Uh, they they had that one at CES at their booth, and I was playing around with it. And I was like, this thing is massive, but I kind of want it. I kind of want it. Remember when
0: uh, Samsung brought the Samsung Galaxy Mega 6.3? Yeah, that was the real name. <laughs> And it was a 16 ratio 9 display. That phone
1: was humongous. Sony had theirs too. I forget what it was the name of the Sony, but it was a 6.4 inch or something.
0: Yeah, that was like Xperia Z something.
1: Z Ultra. Yeah, Z Ultra.
0: The 4K display one?
1: No, this was before. So the Z Ultra was uh, July of 2013. 6.4 inches but it had massive bezels so so it was even so like it was the size of i don't know
0: classic sony
1: bezels (laughs) yeah it was glass i think it was glass on the
0: front in the back that's literally their design philosophy since the very first smartphone
1: yeah exactly but i mean there's i don't know like you take a rectangular
0: shape put a glass sandwich and you have a sony smartphone
1: but so i mean the the funny thing is like everything comes down to perspective I remember when I reviewed the HTC Evo 4G which was HTC's first large device and it had a 4.3 inch display and <laughs> like yeah. that that sounds cute and quaint at this point but the title of my review for that phone and I think that was 2000 Eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. The title of my review was "Taming the Beast." <laughs> Times because at, change. At, at the time, you know, three point five inches, and then three point seven, and maybe some four point some four inch displays, but then a four point three inch display. Oh my gosh, that's massive! But you know, now we're looking. I don't know what's the size of the display on this phone here, the View Twenty. It's like six point three. Yeah, 6.3. Yeah, 3. so 6.3 inches, but because the bezels are so much smaller than they were, um, you know, if, if we compare it to a device from two years ago, if we had a phone this same footprint, oh, it God. would be, you know, a 5.8-inch display or even smaller. 5.5. 5. Could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I should pull out some older devices and put them side by side to see, you know, what the actual comparison is. But, <laughs> you know they've slowly gotten larger and larger and larger and our perspective has gotten skewed with every iteration of these devices getting larger but that's honestly why i like the smaller pixel 3 is because i do like a smaller device and i always have yes yeah, so talking about that um would you have loved a
0: smaller d- display on view 20 like maybe a 5.7 inch display
1: you know honestly i I think it would be amazing to get a you know a full screen device with you know a five point five to five point seven inch display i mean if if they could do this on a five point five inch display and it was full screen the phone would be i would say the phone would be substantially smaller than the pixel three making it a lot more pocketable uh, but then again you lose all that footprint which means you'd have to have a smaller battery and as we both know, the battery on the Pixel 3 is, is okay. It's not great, though. Yeah, better than Pixel 2, I would say. The battery on the View 20 is amazing. I've I've been using this for... I can go two full days without charging.
0: Yeah. Like, if I just ignore my anxiety, yeah, I can go for two days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At the end of that second day, you're like, okay, it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I Should I plug it in? No, I got 12%. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it really
0: lasts a long time. So let's um, wrap it up. So in one word how would you describe View 20? One word huh? That's Or maybe just tell
1: me three words which describe View 20. I'll give you three things instead of three words cuz that's a lot easier. Uh, yeah yeah uh, okay. A, a, amazing design, great camera, and who cares about the hole punch?
0: So do you like the word hole punch or were you expecting for some other term?
1: Um I I was using the term punch hole instead of hole punch because Yeah, because that, that's what
0: i was told like since childhood like it's a punch hole not a hole punch then i realized okay it's a hole punch
1: <laughs> and then everybody else started calling it the hole punch and then i i just start i f- i started falling in line with everybody else just because i know because of the way the internet is and people like to google things and seo things and, <laughs> seo it's all <laughs> if about you write punch hole sure. nobody will search about it <laughs> exactly exactly no i honestly i don't care what it's called i mean uh honor in their software calls it a notch yeah you can you can turn the so if you go into the software you can turn the notch off just like you can on other devices and in the software it calls it a notch so according to the manufacturer we're just looking at a variant of the notch
0: yeah but i keep it uh like i don't turn off the notch what I mean to say is I don't keep the bars blackened because then it looks like it has uh, asymmetrical
1: bezels. It's like yep. more bezel on the top and then thin bezel at the well, bottom. Well, and then it looks like your notifications are way over to the side. And you're like, why are there my notifications way over there? <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I would say this is a really good device. Uh, my full review is going to be coming later this week. Um, but it's, it's going to be pretty pretty good. There are some, you know, minor software things that I typically find on Huawei phones that I don't think are in the best interest for consumers. But um, for the price point and what this device offers, I, I would say it's it's definitely worth considering if you're looking for something within that this price range uh, or, you know, an alternative to OnePlus devices.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Nick... Tell us where we can find you on the
1: internet. Best place to find me on the internet. Uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Nick M Gray. Same for Instagram. Uh, or else you can find all my crazy ramblings and rantings and news coverage on fandroid.com. That's p-h-a-n-d-r-o-i-d.com. com.
0: And also your RV life.
1: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. So as I did mention before, I'm traveling full-time. We are living in an RV and traveling the US and we're actually hitting the one year mark in uh, about a week. So this is kind of exciting for us, kind of celebrating the anniversary of our travels. Um, You can follow us there. uh, If you search Instagram for The Gray Adventures and we have a YouTube channel as well where we're, we've been v- vlogging about all of our travels and all of our fun expeditions. So uh, you can follow that, The Grey Adventures, on YouTube as well.
0: All right. That has been really awesome. I'm really honored to have you over here. And I hope you had a good time as well.
1: All right. Had a blast. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, that's all for today's episode. I hope you liked it. And if you did, just send me a feedback. Maybe tweet at me, send me a DM, or even send me a voice note on Anchor. Whichever platform you're listening this on, maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's iTunes, Pocketcast, who knows. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do your thing, and I'll see you next week.